and welcome to HopeForMe.Live. Today we're going to be talking about getting help. Is it a victory or is it defeat? So many people don't get help because they, they see it as, I don't know, like they've been defeated, like it's over with, like, gosh, I can't do this on my own. And that's just not the way we need to look at things when we need help. Right. It's it's actually pretty interesting because if a if a friend is hurting or if we see someone that is in need, we're pretty much the first to say, "Hey, you know, get some help. That's a good thing. You need to get some help and and um because you care about that person." But when it comes down to ourselves, um people find it really hard to do to actually take that step forward uh, for many different reasons, but um, but we're the first to say to other people, yeah, go ahead and get that help. So deep down, we know it's a good thing. We know it's a right thing, but there's those things that we let hold us back, um, when, when we really need to get help. And you know, there's people out there. I mean, let's say you break your leg. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not going to get help. Now that, that just sounds almost foolish. I don't think anybody does that. Well, right. maybe there might be a few, but there's a lot of people medically, let's say that they know they need to go see the doctor on a regular basis, especially right. as you get older and you don't want to you don't want to get the help and there's a lot of people in that situation mm-hmm. but here we're talking about something that is harder to measure which is not your physical health but your mental and your spiritual health right right but it's just as important if not more so well yeah and i i, I mean i think this this is true to to all things you know so even physical so yes spiritual emotional mental physical like you said, a lot of people won't even go to the doctor, even when they know that they're sick. Somehow they think, okay, I can rally. I can fix this. I can do this. Um, it will get better all on its own. Right. So, you know, there's things hidden and, and things we don't fully see. So it's always good um, to get help no matter what we're going through. So even down to the physical. But, you know, but today probably we're going to talk more about the emotional and spiritual and mental aspect of it but all of this can apply to the physical as well. yeah and as we move through the show we're going to specifically get into the reasons people decide that they don't want to get the help all the excuses that we use and we right. want to go through those excuses with you so we can kind of stop you you know from making a really bad decision getting right. help folks is a is a sign of humility it's it, it if you're not getting help you don't want to get help or you don't think you need help whatever it is that's oftentimes a sign of pride and that that goes against what the bible teaches and this is a christian show a reminder you're listening to hope for me.live if you need help um go to our website at hopeforme.live we have many 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 podcasts and radio shows there to help you and we also have a toll-free number that you can call and there will be counselors waiting to take your phone call free of charge. There is no charge for it. We'll be available for you. Unfortunately, in the state of um, psychology today and counseling today, so many times you have to wait weeks or months to see somebody. And sometimes they're just out of your price range. And we're here for you. Soci- society often gives us this idea that getting help is a sign of weakness and that it's a bad thing. Right. We need to understand that asking for help is the strongest and the most courageous move you can make to achieve success. Right. You know, I sounded so smart saying that, but she wrote that. <laughs> right. But it's but it's true. It's it, you know, we there's just this feel sometimes in society where, you know, if you need help, 
you know, that it's a sign of weakness that, that, that it makes you look bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have this pressure to kind of have it all together mm-hmm. and, um, that, that's just not reality. It's just not real. Um, and if anybody tells you they have it all together, um, that's your first sign that they don't. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so it's important that we don't take those societal cues and we need to change this mindset, you know, of it's a weakness and understand that whenever, whenever we're trying to achieve success in any part of our life, asking for help is the thing that's actually going to get us there. The places where we are having trouble overcoming or we encounter hurdles, there are other people that can come alongside us to help us get over that hurdle. And then before you know it, we're on the other side of it and we're achieving success. So the worst thing you can do is see asking for help as a weakness. It actually needs to be a strength. You know, God puts people in our lives. He's put people in specific professions so that there are advisors and people smarter than you, wiser than you, more talented than you to help you achieve the goals the Lord has for you. But if you do not seek them, there's going to be trouble. You know, I mean, I think of, I saw this movie last night. Uh, It was one of those the, those hurrah football movies where a new coach comes in and and he changes the bad news bear type of football team into something great. Well, one of the things that all those kids did was they were listening to him and they were excited. And, you know, he was that, that advisor and he turned everything around, but he couldn't have turned it around if they didn't listen to him. He was that helper toward them. And so it's so very important that you do not allow, allow pride or ego to get in your way of seeking the help, finding the vict- uh, victory that you need. Because we all need help at times, no matter who you are. Right. Uh, the greatest presidents of all time recognize where their weaknesses are and they surround themselves with people smarter than them and advisors who know more things than them and then they listen to their advice. And that's so very important. So trying to deal with our struggles on our own and not finding resolution can lead us down a path of mental and emotional breakdown. Right. A lot of people get into this mode, don't they? Mm -hmm. So yeah, so if you are in that mindset of, and then you do see getting help as a weakness, um, so you don't, and you say, I'm going to handle this myself. I'm going to handle this myself. But but in the end, you're not able to, and you kind of go into this cycle of trying to fix it, trying to fix it, but nothing you're doing is working, um, but you still don't want to get that help. So what ends up happening is you begin to kind of open up that door to that emotional and mental breakdown and even spiritual breakdown um, because you start to feel defeated and feel like a failure and start to feel like this is always going to be this way. Um, that, that line probably goes around in your head over and over again. It's always going to be this way. How am I ever going to get out of this? So it brings in some, maybe some depression, anxiety, um, stress that, that you don't need to have. Um, so that's why it's important to change that mindset that, that getting help is a weakness. All right. So there's many reasons people have a difficult time asking for help. I made a spiritual statement that a lot of times it's based on pride. But what we want to do right now is go through seven specific reasons that we're not going to spiritualize the way I would as a pastor. Uh, (laughs) I tend to do that. Um, But seven reasons why people do not. So you may hear one of these and go, that's me. So I want you to remember, if you hear one of these and you've bought into this and this is stopping you from seeking the help you need, remember, the sign of weakness is not willing to get the help. 
Right. That's the sign of weakness. And right. that's what you want to change. Mm-hmm. All right. So number one, fear of being vulnerable, what others might think of you. Right, right. The, I hear this one a lot. I mean, the, I mean, actually hear this, these seven that we're going to go over. These are the ones that I hear a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, people are concerned, you know, are, is it safe? I, am I okay to be myself? Can I talk about how I truly feel or what I truly think? Um, and so it's very scary opening yourself up to someone else and, and showing pieces of your heart that you might be afraid of rejection or you might be afraid that uh, they're, they're going to think badly of you. And so it's that step of courage to step out and say, you know what, I'm going to try it anyway. I'm going to put my heart in someone else's hands and let them go ahead and help me. But of course, that is why we have to be careful about who we're actually opening up to. Yes. So you need to make sure that there's someone that is safe and, and someone you can trust. I've said this many times on our shows over the last year and a half, um, you know, on different subjects, but opening up to the church gossip is the stupidest thing you may ever do. Right. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, when we look at this fear of being vulnerable and what other people think, there's a Bible verse that goes along with it, which is from the book of Psalms, where it says that the fear of man is a stumbling block. And just worrying about what people think is a stumbling block. You, what you really need to do is worry and think, what would Jesus do? What would God want me to do? Not what does other people think? Because in the end, nobody really cares. Right. Number two, shame of what you have done or let others do to you. Shame. That right. goes all the way back to Genesis chapter three. Right. Right. And that's a tough one. Shame is a very tough thing to overcome. Um, especially if you've been carrying it for a really long time. And I would say it's one of the things you actually do need to help get, get, get help with. Yeah. yeah. Because it really can implant itself deep into your heart, into your soul. So, so shame is, is just, you know, it's just a, such a killer of your spirit. Um, but it may be shame for something that you've done, um, and not know how to fix it, or maybe, Maybe there you feel that it's something that someone else has done to you, but you have this perspective that you let that happen. So somehow you're responsible for it, and it, and it creates that shame. Um, most of the time, if you have been abused or something like that, that's a, that's a way of thinking that um, abuse victims have. But let me just say very clearly, that is not true. You know, you did not ask to be abused. And so that way of thinking of, I let that happen to me, um, you know, or I let people treat me poorly um, is not the truth. So you need to really put that in check so that you're able to overcome that and ask for the help you need. I think of shame as uh, taking some kind of sleep medication that just knocks you out. And shame is that sleep medication that literally knocks you out from making any right decision at all. You become a zombie. You go hide in a corner. You go hide in the darkness, and you don't want to ever go anywhere. You just want to just, you know what I mean? I mean, you can be everywhere but not connect with people because of that shame. And you just don't want to bite that forbidden fruit. Right. Number three, embarrassment. Not being able to handle um, things on your own. You're just embarrassed. Right. You're, yes. And, you know, a lot of times, um, a lot of us have maybe been raised in families that, you know, 
maybe you have some brothers and sisters that seem to do everything so well. Yeah, or they so got right. everything together. <laughs> you know, you know? why can't go- you be like him? <laughs> we call them the golden child. Or yeah. you might have parents that say, "Hey, pick up your your bootstraps. You know, yeah, pull, pull your yourself yeah. up by the bootstraps." Right, right. See, you needed a little help there. Sorry, Angie. sorry. Just... Yes, I need some help. But things like that, where you get this idea, like it's not okay to have problems. It's not okay to have issues. It's not okay to not be able to handle everything. So we might have some of that in our life. And so it might be embarrassing to you to ask for the help you need. Um, But again, that's the mindset we have to change. It's a strength to be able to say, I'm not going to let this hurdle Mm -hmm. keep me from achieving what I need to achieve. I'm going to go ahead and walk forward and get the help that I need. We, again, we say this a lot on the show. We were created for connection. We were created for relationship. We were created to help each other and encourage each other and spur each other on. So that's all you're doing is you're doing the thing that you were created for. Number four, a reason that people don't get help when they need it. Losing their independence by getting other people involved. Right, right. Um, we I, are living in that me generation, aren't <laughs> right. we? Right. And to be honest, I have struggled per, on a personal level with Mm -hmm. this i have struggled and i i do happen to have two really really good friends where we are um we are very involved in each other's lives and we tell each other really really honest truth in a safe environment because we know we love each other dearly Mm -hmm. and i've been told by them at one time or another you know that i have that mindset where i i am fiercely independent and so i do you know i don't want to lose my independence and somehow i i have felt that you know, sharing my stuff or inviting them to help will take away that independence. And that's just, and they very lovingly pointed out, that's just a lie. That's mm-hmm. just not the truth. And so that's something I had worked on for, for a lot of years. And I'd like to think that I'm not in that space anymore. Right. But I know a lot of people struggle with that. They don't want to lose their independence. They don't want to feel dependent on other people. And spiritually, a lot of times the reason our people are like that is because they, they've been hurt. They lose trust in people and they figure I can only depend on myself. Right. And then they don't put themselves out there. They lose the fellowship connections that God has designed for the Christian to have, for any person to have. And then when you lose that, you go down that spiraling hole. Right. That's a good word. Yeah. All right. Number five, the fear of repercussions. Right. Right. So whatever the situation is, sometimes... Um, people are afraid to get help. Maybe they're being, you know, told to somebody else, don't tell, or I'm going to, you know, there might be some threats there, or you might even fear that you might have to take some responsibility (laughs) for some things Mm -hmm. once you've told somebody else what is happening, or that you might actually have to take some actions that you might feel uncomfortable with. So people live in this place of fear. If I tell somebody else, now I'm, now I'm responsible for whatever happens because I've told them. And so you might be fearful of that. So in order to deal with that, you're going to need to really take a good hard look at where you want to be. What, what's it worth to you? Are, and so if you do have to take steps to write some things, that's a good thing. That's, that's your road to health and wholeness. And if somebody else is threatening you, that person needs to be held accountable. Mm-hmm. That is never okay. So, so fearing those repercussions, yes, that's a valid fear, but what I'm you know, saying to do at this point is overcome that fear, Mm -hmm. get the help you need. And that person can help you deal with those repercussions. This type of fear is a, is a sinful fear. It's the, it's the type of fear that, that really, really sends you into a shipwreck. The type of fear you would want is not getting the help. 
you should actually fear not getting the help because when you fear that, then you're recognizing you're on the wrong road in the first place. And then you start doing the things necessary to get the help that you want. All right, number six, believing others won't understand or be able to help. Right, right. Sometimes we have this mindset that we're the only one dealing with the issue that we have. Yes. Nobody else has to deal with this issue. There's only 7 billion on... <laughs> people on the face of the earth, but it's only you dealing with it. And because your mindset is you have not been able to find a way out, your mindset is if I can't find a way out, nobody else can help me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes that fresh set of ears or that fresh set of eyes can help us see and hear things differently things that we may have missed because sometimes when we're going through things you know we have emotional or mental um, roadblocks um, because it hurts or because of the pain or because of the worry or the fear so we're not seeing things clearly all the time we need that fresh set of ears or that fresh set of eyes to come alongside of us and say hey what about this and sometimes they're able to suggest things we have not thought of so don't let that that belief system enter your heart and mind because it's just not the truth King David's son Solomon said in the book of uh, Ecclesiastes, there's nothing new under the sun. Folks, there is nothing new. What you're experiencing is nothing that is different than so many other people don't experience. Sometimes it may be a very common thing like, you know, anxiety, depression, which I would say 99.9% of people sometime in their lives experience. Um, It may be something much more rare, but still, out of 7 billion people who live, there, there's probably millions that are going through it or, or have gone through what you're going through. There is nothing new under the sun. You are not alone. Believe that there are people out there who can help. There is a God out there who really longs to help you, but you do need to put your hand toward him so he can take your hand. He's not going to grab you and drag you. He's going to expect you to put your hand out so he can take it and then guide you where you need to go. Number seven, not believing you need help. That's the last one. Right. The seventh reason people don't get help. Right. Again, it, it could be come from that. You mentioned it when we first started, um, pride. It mm-hmm. could come from that place like, I don't need help. Everything's fine. You have this sense of denial. I'm not having any issues. Everything's fine. I got this. Uh, life is good. Uh, so uh, you, you've got some avoidance. You've got some pride. Um, denial, that kind of thing. So you can't even see that you need help. Um, Or you might just feel like it's everybody else's problem and not mine. So you might have that perspective of pride that's saying, um, there's nothing wrong with me. It's everybody Mm -hmm. else's problem. So that is a major factor that will keep people getting the help that they need. And I would hazard to guess, and tell me if you agree with this, but out of these seven, number seven is the hardest to overcome. It really is. It really is. I mean, nobody can help you unless you know that you need help. So the first point is always going to be acknowledgement. If you don't acknowledge, you're going to continue to deal with those issues. And and what ends up happening, if there is serious problems, you don't acknowledge them and, and your pride keeps you from getting the help. What ends up happening is you develop characteristics that could be harmful in relationships or other aspects of your life, and you can end up hurting other people. You may be a very powerful person listening to the show. You may be a pastor who you you have a flock of thousands, tens of thousands. Um, you may look at all of this and just be in that state of denial. I, I want to remind you, if you are in that position where you're a powerful, important, rich, famous person who hears this show, there's the story um, 
of a great king named David who saw this beautiful woman, uh, Beersheba, and he did some really nasty things. He slept with her, um, wound up getting her pregnant. Um, then when her husband came home, he needed to hide this, so he tried to get the husband to sleep with her so she would know, think it was her husband's baby. He wouldn't do it, so he had him killed in the war. And obviously David didn't do anything about it. He just let it go, and then Nathan came. In other words, that God sees these things, and David needed help, and he wasn't seeking help. But God still came to him through the prophet Nathan and pointed out what he did. You know, God sometimes will do that for people in this stage seven. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. He does it in different ways. But you never want to be in this stage because it is a very difficult stage to be in. Right, and just like God made a way for David, he will make a way for you. So if you find yourself when you've got maybe through the years or maybe just in, in a, a short time span where there's people that have cared about you coming to you and saying, hey, I'm concerned, I see these issues, or people that you're hurting have come to you and said, you're hurting me, um, you know, especially if it's one or more people, you need to maybe remember this show or remember what we've talked about and say, hey, maybe, maybe I need to look, look at this closely so you don't end up in that same place. All right, Angie, thank you so very much. Thank you. All right, we'll see you next time, folks.